Thank you. Thank you very much for that introduction. Um, yes, I've been at Crux for four years now. I've been an investor in the UK small and mid cap in innovation companies for 30 years. And um, it may come as a surprise that in November of 2021, um, we launched the UK small cap fund. Slightly counterintuitive. We'll come on in a minute to say that 2022 is, was in fact a difficult year for the stock market. But actually, I've found over the last 30 years that we make the best returns in, in individual stocks when prices are really low. And I think what we're going to find is that there was huge selling going on last year across the market in the UK. Uh, and there are many bargains out there. And this is an opportunity to buy some of these innovative companies that have got long-term growth and great business margins at very attractive prices. So counterintuitively, I think we might have launched this fund uh, in November of last year, pretty close to the bottom of the market. Um, and when there's some indiscriminate selling going on, that makes it pretty interesting. So our whistle top stop tour of 2022, uh, what we're looking for in the new fund and indeed in our existing special situations fund, and then maybe a few examples if we have time. It's well publicized, 2022 was difficult. You'll have read it in the newspapers. I just try and shed some light about what happened in fund space in UK small cap companies and why I think shares got oversold. The UK is a cheap market and actually the large companies in the UK market didn't go down at all last year. They outperformed. That's because there's a lot of dollar earners. That's a, there's a lot of uh, banks which benefit from rising interest rates, you know, commodity, oil and gas and defensive businesses. But actually, with, with bad headlines around the rises in gas prices and trustonomics, um, we did see substantial amounts of people taking money out of the UK market. And that's why uh, people were focusing selling off of domestic stocks. Initially, of course, that was justified by a reduced profit uh, profile, at least in the short term. But that uh, profile of redemptions of, of people asking for their money back from funds has been going on from October of 2021 through to October 2022. And the coincidence of uh, fund managers, institutional funds, and to some extent private individuals selling at the same time meant that it was a really far more difficult small cap market than was justified by the fundamentals. Most of the innovation and technology companies in the UK are, in fact, microcap companies. And when there are redemptions, as we've seen there, the sell-off in these microcap companies tends to be the most extreme. Quite often, you might have the main people who would be prepared to buy some of these growth investments are having to raise money to give back to shareholders. This was very much uh, what was happening going through the, through the summer. As much as £2 billion, I think, was taken out of UK small and mid-cap funds, in addition, uh, retail investors, the private individuals, many of them invest on um, spread betting um, or, or platforms like IG. I think some of them, some of the younger investors may have been in things like Bitcoin, some of the MEM stocks, Tesla, um, Apple, these kind of stocks. These were also shrinking. There may well have been increased requirements for margin calls. So in, in many senses, it was a perfect storm of lots and lots of sellers at the same time. So paradoxically, 
when there are lots and lots of sellers and prices fall to be very, very low, that can be a time when it's very interesting to buy things. And, and that's certainly been our experience in the past. So we have seen a reduction in profits, uh, obviously a turn down in the economy, reduction in revenues, operationally geared reductions in profits, but we've also seen um, huge decreases in evaluations people are paying for businesses and complete disengagement from, from investors. So 2021 was about exuberance. Uh, we're, we're sort of looking at despondency now, where people had three-year time horizons for growth investments. They seem to have three months, and that is a great time to be buying. Is this high risk? Quote here from Howard Marks, who's, who's one of the best commentators on investor psychology. Investor psychology has got really, really uh, bearish through last year with sort of all, all these forced redemptions and what have you amongst fund managers. Yes, it is more difficult to do business in the economy we're in, but a lot of the prices last year, particularly in innovative stocks, are down you know, 30% on average, but as much as 50%. Some of the, some of the IPOs of 2021 are down. 80 and 90 percent so sometimes things fall to a level where you have asymmetric risk very limited downside left but substantial upside and participation in some of these gross sectors one caveat i would have here in a difficult market we have do not invest in companies that run out of money i think that's fairly obvious uh, but always check that so this is all very theoretical buy buy when there's blood on the streets you know buy when there's four sellers it's sort of very easy to do it, and it sounds slightly theoretical. I've done this uh, three times before in downturns. The top side here, Legal General UK Alpha Trust, I ran between 2005 and 2017. Coming out of the GFC, 2009, we bought some of these innovative technology companies when there was a massive sell-off. Um, small companies recover really well. They give you gave 190% in, in the, in the run-up. We managed to do 168%, driven by stocks such as Tsar, Hutchison, China MedTech, IMART, uh, involved in things like 3D printing, data centers. Again, in 2020, the Crux UK Special Sits Fund, the big brother of the Small Companies Fund we've launched, we did 150% coming out of the downturn, and the Small Companies Index did 130%. The, the winner, particular winners for over there were... I, were site and Omega Diagnostics. So this really does work investing when there is a market sell-off. So what sort of things are we looking for? We don't invest, invest too early. These top two slides uh, explain this. This is a steam car. These had substantial market share in 1900. Obviously the eventual winner was the internal combustion engine and Henry Ford. So you can get the wrong technology. You can also be way too early even if you have the right technology. Penicillin, perhaps the best um, medical technology of the last century, um, found in 28, commercialized in 1945. So invest later, but even if you get the right market, uh, you should be looking for the right business models. IBM, Microsoft, and Intel, the PC market. IBM had the more commoditized uh, hardware, Intel had the chips, which was capital intensive, a pretty good business model, really good return. Microsoft was the ultimate winner and a fabulous stock. So pick the right business models, but don't pay too much. So 
if the market cap of something is a billion pounds and there is no prospect in the next couple of years of a business making 50 or 100 million a profit, then actually you may be paying too much. This um, is a mem that I like to use around technology, technology markets, technology stocks. This is time along the bottom. This is expectations for a company or a technology. And of course, expectations get built into share prices. So this could be a metaphor for a share price through time. Um, in 2021, in the boom time, you, you might be by a company with a really interesting early technology and a low multiple of its invested capital. And you might just sort of ride this wave. I think what we've seen in the sell-off is people have discovered that people have got too excited about some early technologies. And we've seen a substantial sell-off. I would say we're now in this sec section now with all the redemptions and forced selling amongst growth and small and micro-cap investors where we can pick up some real bargains that have long-term opportunities but maybe have had um, their revenue and profits profile just paused for, for a while. When the market recovers, obviously the economy recovers, when the revenue should pick up, and actually as growth picks up, people will often be prepared to pay more for those investments. So we're in this sort of fallen angels territory. Um, particular stocks that I found were Czar and 3D printing in 2008, 2009. It went from hero to zero and back to hero again. And at the depths of 2009, you could buy it for less than the value of its working capital, its work in progress, and its cash, very well funded. It went from 62p where we bought it. We sold them at five pounds, but they were trading at 12 pounds, uh, you know, a couple of years later. And in the dips, the big sell-offs that we get, we've also we've had quite a few of these 10-baggers and multi-baggers. So let's just have a quick look at some stocks um, very briefly that we're interested in. These are 35% of the new TM Crooks UK Small Companies Fund. What I'm looking for is a big market, an established technology that is ready and is selling into a marketplace um, and, a, and a really attractive valuation that gives asymmetric risk. First Derivatives has got a US software business involved with big data. Um, that is a huge marketplace. They signed a transformational deal last March um, with Microsoft. We've yet to see uh, the benefits of that, but it is growing its software business at 30 to 40%. The upside to this, we think today is between 100 and 200%, but that will grow. Bango, um, late last year, did a transformational deal with NTT Decomo, pretty much doubling the size of the business. Uh, the benefits to profits should be substantially higher than that. Difficult market last year, so we saw a 10 to 20% gain in the share price, but it has the potential, certainly, to move on substantially from that as it de-risks the acquisition. IQE is a world leader in independent uh, compound semiconductor manufacture, which is a bit of a mouthful. It's always been a good, good company technologically, um, but actually there's some very commercial management gone in there. Very strong um, presentation from that management team just before Christmas, talking about traveling profits and potentially 30% margins. If they do half of that, would do very well. If they do all of it, you know, it will be a multi-pull increase. And finally, perhaps just one other example, Cyan Canode, 
um, a massive opportunity to put wireless connectivity into smart meters in India. Um, their total addressable market over three or four years is about five billion. Um, they have been winning at a rate of 25% on that. Um, yesterday, we saw the biggest order um, yet from them. Um, and there's sort of not a lot of that discounted in the share price. So um, these these are 10 stocks I think are really interesting. They are 35% of the new trucks UK Smaller Companies Fund. Um, and with that, I will take any questions if there are any. Well, you've stolen my segue because the company that's speaking next actually is Plant Healthcare. So we are hearing from the chief executive, uh, Jeff Tweedy, in a matter of moments, and we'll be hearing from Sandra later on. So you've done my work for me, Richard, but you mentioned trussonomics at the beginning of your presentation. Uh, what will be the legacy of trussonomics? Because actually, she's back. She is. Well, she is and she isn't. Um, I think that was a policy mistake. Uh, most of the people that work around the city couldn't quite understand um, how that fitted into um, normal behaviour in terms of between politicians in the city. And, um, and for that reason, uh, the pound was a real struggle. I think the legacy of it was a, was a great deal of panic and a very difficult market and, and one that actually caused quite a lot of people to sort of ask for their money back that were invested in the UK. It did create quite a lot of false, false selling and it, it should create quite a lot of bargains for those who wanted to get involved in some of these very interesting sort of sub two or 300 million pound companies in the UK. And I appreciate your explanation of um, the indiscriminate selling that we saw last year. I was asked about it time and time again, what's your take on it, Sarah? And I, I, I just didn't, I didn't know what to say because it wasn't a sector. I just couldn't put my, my finger on it at all. So really, was it indiscriminate? I, I was fascinated by the choice of that word, indiscriminate selling. So it's, it's widespread. So last last year, I would say a sizable minority, if not the majority of people running money in the UK's small and micro market would have redemptions. This is where the investors ask for the money back. The job of the fund manager then is either to use cash they have or to sell investments they have, whatever the price is in the marketplace. If the majority of people are selling and there are few buyers and the retail investors who've historically liked these stocks are also sellers. That means prices go down and that creates bargains, but it does make it look um, irrational. Final question is from Warren who says, what is the target fund size? Thank you. Um, we think that this, the realistic capacity of this is probably three to five hundred million pounds. Um, it's six million pounds. It's six and a half million pounds a minute. Started well. We're up twenty-four percent. A small fund in this market should be able to find lots of interesting investments. We can probably put four or five percent into interesting parcels of stock. We wouldn't be able to buy with a much bigger fund. To some extent, the opportunity is now, and it's good that it's small. Um, Actually, Crux employees have got quite a lot of money in this. So personally, we make uh, money out of the fund if it goes up. As a business, we'd rather the fund was somewhat bigger than it is today. 
It's just a matter of time, Richard. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Richard Penny of Crooks Asset Management, thank you very much indeed.